This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03, Monday afternoon, December 4th. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. I'm Rob Hart. Some people who retired during the pandemic are now reconsidering that decision. We'll discuss why in our next segment. But right now, the busy week ahead on Wall Street includes the big government jobs report out on Friday. Joining us on the Village of Bedford Park business line, reminding you to bring your business home is Carl Ricadana, chief U.S. economist with BNP Park. Based in New York City. Carl, thank you for joining us today. And as is the case uh, with every jobs week, it is a two tiered process. There are two prongs, and uh, prong number one comes Wednesday when the ADP private payrolls report is released. Yes, so we have the ADP uh, private report. That's a little bit of a prelude uh, coming up on Wednesday. Although in the uh, past uh, couple of iterations, uh, there's not been a a high degree of correlation between what we see in the ADP number and the official government statistics, which come up on Friday. So ADP will definitely get the market's attention, but I think more focus that will definitely be tilting towards what we see on Friday morning at 830 Eastern. What kind of picture is the weekly report of jobless claims painting about the state of the labor market in November? Well, what we're seeing in the filings for unemployment benefits is that there are not a lot of layoffs happening at the moment. So we can still see a slowdown in the net hiring numbers if we're simply hiring at a slower pace, but we're not seeing the kind of very late economic cycle uh, turn to layoffs, uh, which would be uh, a sign of more economic distress. We are seeing a slower pace of hiring, just not the uh, elevated layoffs, uh, at least not, not just yet. We're talking to Carl Ricadana, Chief U.S. Economist, BNP Paribas, based in New York. And uh, d- d- what's the, the, the degree to which the Fed will be watching uh, these jobs numbers? Uh, some have been a surprise, uh, either on the upside or to the downside. I mean, uh, the Fed talks about how they are data dependent. Is that one data point uh, that they'll examine? This is a critical data point to the Fed. Now, the Fed has two mandates they're pursuing. So one is maximizing the uh, the level of employment in the economy uh, in an environment of price stability. So the inflation numbers, given how far off target we have been uh, over the last uh, two years, the inflation numbers are critically important. uh, But uh, the other side of the mandate, the employment numbers are still very much relevant to the Fed. So they will be closely scrutinizing Friday's jobs report. Within the details, we have to take into account the uh, strikes that have been uh, in the economy over the last uh, couple of months. The auto strike has ended. The Hollywood strike has ended. And so those workers will be returning to the ranks of the employed uh, in this Friday's jobs report. So we have to kind of filter through 
some of that noise to get a cleaner read on the underlying trend in the economy. And on the subject of the Fed and interest rates in the factory orders report due out today uh, that came out today, there are indications that the uh, higher interest rates are uh, starting to bite when it comes to uh, corporate spending on big ticket items. We have seen a pullback in that big ticket uh, spending for corporates, not so much from households, at least not yet, uh, but we have seen it in business fixed investment. And of course, the, the other side of that equation is the producers of that equipment and those goods. And uh, last week, last Friday, we saw the manufacturing ISM report, an economy-wide survey of manufacturing activity, uh, actually weaker than expected, very soft international demand for manufacturing goods and continuing in a period of contraction that has now stretched for uh, basically 12 months running. So even though we're not seeing recession uh, economy-wide, certain pockets of the economy have definitely been going through a correction. Uh, The manufacturing sector is certainly one of them. Carl Rigadana, Chief U.S. Economist, BNP Paribas in New York. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up next, making the, the decision to unretire. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. In the aftermath of the pandemic, many people quit the workforce, sometimes prematurely. Now a lot of people are reconsidering the move, and it's not often just for financial reasons. Joining us to explain is Tessa White, author of the new book, The Unspoken Truths for Career Success and host of the podcast, The Job Doctor is In, based in Salt Lake City, Utah. Tessa, thank you for joining us today. I mean, obviously, there are some financial considerations that may uh, push people to uh, jump back into the workforce. But what are some other reasons that people cite when they say they want to unretire? Well, just like anything, you know, we swing one direction too far and everybody wants to quit their job because we're feeling this tremendous pressure in in the world. It's just been a difficult place to live. But when all is said and done, many of us find that having some structure in our lives, um, even if it feels different than the old job, is actually something that brings um, a little bit of peace and happiness, not only financially, but because when we're busy, we're happier. And if someone wants to unretire, that does not mean that you're going back to your old job. You could do something that kind of lines up with your lifestyle as it exists today and not as it did in 2019 before you retired. I think that's the one thing we've really learned. The job you were doing in the past may not be the job that you need to do in the future to bring you happiness. And I think um, exploring all the different options available, one of my favorite pieces of advice for people is don't be afraid of gig or contract work as an experiment to test out an employment option before you actually dive in to something full time. And I also think there's so many different ways to work that a lot of people I'm hearing are just taking on the pieces of jobs that they used to do that they like under, you know, gig work or taking on multiple small jobs. And or some people have gone from corporate to something like small business, which is a really nice new shift and finding great happiness and satisfaction. We're talking to Tessa White, the job doctor in Salt Lake City, Utah, about uh, unretiring and uh, going back to work. Let's say you decided to uh, hang it up professionally during the pandemic, and now you're kind of bored and want to do something else. Um, what, in, in terms of uh, uh, evaluating a, a an unretirement job, whether it's full time or part time, uh, is it a good idea to evaluate benefits that work for you 
and in your lifestyle right now. For example, uh, I know somebody who uh, took a retirement job part-time with an airline because they get travel benefits as a result of that. I mean, is that kind of that, that the kind of stuff that uh, people unretiring that, that, that they're looking for? That's one of the th- good things to look for is benefits. But I, I like to tell people to do a values analysis. I think you should rank from one to 10, these five areas. How much do I like and how important is it to be learning and growing, stretching myself all the time? Number two, how important are the relationships and the people that I work with? Number three, how much autonomy do I need to have in a job? Meaning, do I want it defined or do I want something where it's a little bit of the Wild West and I get to define how the job is done? Four, how important is flexibility? The work hours work from home or remote or in office. And five, how much entrepreneurial risk am I willing to take? Rate those one to 10 and then rate the companies that you're considering working for. What you may find is surprising. Just because a company says it's the best place to work or they make a list doesn't mean it's the right place to work for you. For instance, you may have a company that's a sink or swim kind of company. you got to go in and figure it out. Some people thrive in that, but other people thrive where something's really defined. And knowing thyself first is part of the key to actually landing in a job that you love. Tessa White, author of the new book, The Unspoken Truths for Career Success, and host of the podcast, The Job Doctor is In, based in Salt Lake City. Find her online at thejobdoctor.com. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up next, the nuts and bolts of a proposed merger between two U.S.-based airlines. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. A proposed deal would bring together Alaska and Hawaiian Airlines. Let's take a closer look with Ken Goldstein, President, KJG International. Consulting in Chicago. Ken, thank you for joining us today. Uh, at first glance, Ken, it seems like this merger wouldn't necessarily affect the Chicago market. That's because uh, Alaska has a, a minimal presence at O'Hare and Hawaiian Airlines doesn't serve Chicago at all. But uh, you do uh, see one of these carriers if you fly to Hawaii on vacation. Well, really, from the standpoint of here in Chicago, as you just mentioned, it really doesn't have a big impact because Alaska only flies to Seattle, Los Angeles, Portland, San Francisco, San Diego, and Anchorage out of O'Hare. Hawaii doesn't even come close. But where the potential benefit to Chicago is going to come is on the connections and service to Hawaii because Hawaiian is a major factor in Hawaii. But you got to look at what the benefit is. The benefit is you get two airlines that are coming together that have a major brand loyalty uh, and uh, customer service identity with it. These airlines rank high in customer service and quite candidly, passengers love them, Alaska and Hawaiian. But uh, there's some problems down the road more so with Hawaiian than with Alaska. Alaska is pretty good shape. And the merger would be if it's approved, uh, it's $1.9 billion that Alaskan is paying for Hawaiian, an assumption of about $900 million in debt. But that's where we stand with it. And it seems like as far as uh, the win for the Hawaiian side of this merger is that uh, it, it, it gives them a financial boost in the fight against Southwest, uh, which opened uh, service to Hawaii not too long ago. And also, as far as uh, both carriers are concerned, it allows them to use uh, Honolulu as a jumping off point to Asia. Well, candidly, it's good for, as I said, for the combined airline because it now makes 
Honolulu, their second biggest hub after Seattle. Uh, when Southwest started to serve the Hawaiian Islands, they also started inner island service, and that took a big chunk out of Hawaiians' operations. So this could add some things there. Down the road, it's also a major problem because Alaskan flies one type of airplane, the Boeing 737 variants of it, like Southwest does. Hawaiian has both Airbus and a few Boeing airplanes. So there's going to be a kind of like when Alaskan took over Virgin America, they had to get rid of all the Airbus things. But as you mentioned, the international destinations in the Pacific, Japan, Australia, New Zealand, Korea, some of the islands in the Southwest Pacific, that could be a benefit. Now, the problem there is that the South, the Pacific market has not come back as much as the European market. So that's going to be something to grow. And then very quickly, Ken, uh, what are the odds of uh, this union receiving the blessing from Uncle Sam, which has been rather uh, hesitant to uh, sign off on airline mergers? Well, the Biden administration's not really happy in airline consolidation. And this is candidly airline consolidation. Uh, You still have the JetBlue Spirit merger being going on. The JetBlue American Airlines consolidation in the Northeast, they knocked that out. But the long and short is you got four airlines con- uh, controlling 80% of the domestic market. That's United, American, Delta, and Southwest. So candidly, I think this one is a good one. It's going to help Hawaiian uh, financially. It'll help bring service back to the Hawaiian Islands, to make a competitor there with Southwest, open up some traffic going to the international Pacific destinations, going there. You may see some more service out of O'Hare going to Hawaii because the big carrier there is, of course, United. And in the Hawaiian area, Hawaiian Islands area, you'll now add another competitor, which is this new Alaskan-Hawaiian merger. So I think this one should be allowed to go through. Ken Goldstein, president, KJG International Consulting in Chicago. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink Think what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Mm 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is Chicago's news, traffic, and weather station, News Radio 105.9. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. Work is halted at the controversial migrant tent camp on Chicago's southwest side. More details emerge about the captivity of Israelis held by Hamas. The new federal college financial aid application will be rolled out in a few weeks. It's Stock Picker Monday. We'll get a couple of suggestions from a portfolio pro. WBBM Business. The markets are lower. The Dow down 83 points. The Nasdaq down 160. The S&P 500 down 33. We have 40 degrees right now in Chicago under partly sunny skies at 1231. Topping our news at the half hour, the city of Chicago says no construction or remediation work is currently scheduled at the site of a proposed migrant tent camp in the Brighton Park neighborhood. Leaders say the timeline is now in the hands of the state of Illinois. An environmental analysis of the property found mercury is in the soil. The city says it's been removed and properly disposed of at a landfill. We're learning more about what life in captivity was like for Israeli hostages abducted by Hamas. CBS News correspondent Chris Livesay has the story. We just slept and cried. Every day that passed was an eternity, recalls Daniel Aloni. Our girls have seen things that kids should not see. A horror film. A horror film that terrified their families at home as well, says Hadas Calderon. The first sentence they said to me when we met was, Mommy, you're alive. Mommy, we didn't know you were alive. The Jerusalem Post reports Hamas interrogated some captive Israelis about their past service in the Israel Defense Forces. It's 12.32 as the noon business hour continues. Markets are in the red today. Joining us on the Village of Bedford Park business line reminding you to bring your business home is Michael Palumbo, founder of MJP Capital, author of the book Calculated Risk based in Chicago. Michael, thank you for joining us today. Uh, After a rock and roll November, uh, how can we explain the... uh, downturn in markets on this first Monday in December. Well, good afternoon, Rob, and thanks for having me on. You know, uh, it is a slight downturn as rates have ticked up today, kind of putting a halt on the year-end rally. But, you know, the S&P is up 18% for the year. NASDAQ's up 35%. Bitcoin's up 150%. Gold's up 12%. Every asset class is up and nobody seems to be happy. <laughs> I don't I don't know I don't know what what it would take uh cuz we've had pretty much about as good a market uh performance this year as as you could ever expect especially coming out off of a terrible year last year. So, yeah, we're down today a little bit, but but it's been a great year and people should, you know, keep perspective on that and 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 we've we've had a had a heck of a a rally in all asset classes this year. Well, let's talk about two specific asset classes, beginning with gold, uh, which has touched a record high of $2,100, and analysts believe it will keep going. What is underpinning this rally in the price of gold? Well, we've been we've been long gold for a couple of years and a year and a half now, and and really the premise was that the dollar would be would be topping, and that uh, um, you know. Now the second half of the rally has been because of of the Fed uh, appearing to be uh, done with rate rate hikes and and those things are 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 bullish bullish for for gold so dollar dollar topping Fed rate uh, rate hikes have 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 ended 
uh, two great, great catalysts for a gold rally. So that's what we're having. Same thing with Bitcoin. So they're, they're, they're very correlated assets. Um, they both depend on, on, don't depend on it, but are helped by weaker dollars. So that, that's helping things. And, and just the perception that the Fed is over, I, we, we do believe at MJP Capital, we do believe the Fed is, is done with rate hikes. And uh, that's, that's helping, helping gold uh, this, this last couple of months. And, and that's all it takes uh, for both Bitcoin and gold is the belief that, uh, that rate hikes are over. Or is it uh, a bet on the idea that uh, rates will be cut sometime next year? Well, that, that's the next step then, right, is, is when will they be cut, and that will be the next bet. But, but I think what's, what's driving this rally right now is just the end of the Fed hikes. Um, next year, then, the bet's going to be when will they start cutting, and that will be, uh, again, uh, inflation-dependent, economy-dependent. Um, but we do think that they're done hiking, and that, that's, a, that's a good sign for asset prices. And that's why, really why we've had such a great last couple of months in, in all asset markets. And then very quickly, what have we learned about Bitcoin? Uh, not only, you know, it's, it's an asset class that it's taken its lumps, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the Sam Bankman-Fried situation. Um, but what have we learned about Bitcoin in a higher interest rate environment compared to a decade ago when it came in at a time when uh, rates were in the twos? Well, we've learned that it's resilient as heck, uh, that, that every time that you have a year or two that's called a Bitcoin winner, then we have another melt-up. Uh, and again, now this year it's up over 150% for the year. So every time you get enough bearish thoughts out there that it's over, it's, it's done and, you know, that everybody has already adopted it and there's no, no greater fool left. Um, maybe the greatest fool are the people that haven't gotten into it, um, yet. Um, but it's certainly, that's what it appears to be right now. So, you know, Bitcoin can perform well in, in different scenarios, as long as there's continued adoption of it by bigger and bigger funds and more and more people. And that's what we're seeing. So we'll see going into, into 24, if it continues, but we have a halving event in April that usually drives it higher as well. So that could also be adding to what's going on right now. Um, they may be getting ahead of themselves here and Bitcoin may be set up next year for maybe not a great year, but you know, it's, it's over 40,000 now. So it's hard to keep saying that Bitcoin's going to zero when it keeps going up. And, you know, we, we feel that, that it is a valid asset class. We put it in the same, same category as gold. And we think investors should have both Bitcoin and gold in their portfolio. Michael Palumbo, founder of MJP Capital in Chicago, coming up next, preparing for the new federal college aid application form. Investing 60 minutes each weekday for planning for the future. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. FAFSA, the gateway to federal student aid, is a new form set to arrive by December 31st, which will reshape college financial assistance. Let's learn about the changes from Deb Donnelly, independent educational consultant for the website Deb Donnelly collegecounseling.com. Deb, thanks for joining us today. And uh, this new form, this uh, reformulated FAFSA, uh, no pressure for uh, parents of college-bound students who are trying to uh, get some financial aid for their kids because it just determines the amount of aid they are eligible for. It does. The federal methodology is set by Congress and reauthorized every so often. And in 2020, 
the government decided to simplify the free federal application for student aid. Um, and that's why we have this new form. The form is expected to get more money to more families, increasing the number of students who qualify for what we call a Pell Grant, free money for their education, by about 610000 It's huge. And, and, and what does this mean for, uh, for parents who are uh, getting this form before the end of the year? Uh, you know, obviously, you want to fill this thing out sooner rather than later. But what does this mean for you with this change methodology? It means that a couple of things for the families. First of all, um, for example, families whose parents don't have um, Social Security numbers are now eligible to complete the form. Um, It does take out the um, multiple students going to college. However, the financial aid administrators at colleges and universities have the authorization to put that consideration right back into the formula. What it does is it means that students from Illinois who are our neediest candidates can qualify for up to $7,395 free dollars from the federal government. And if they fill the form out early um, while we still have money in the state coffers for the monetary award program, they could earn another $8,400, up to $8,400 per year for their tuition and fees. It's huge. Our students then in Illinois could could have almost $16,000 to take to an Illinois college or university. We're talking to Deb Donnelly of debdonnellycollegecounseling.com. Uh, the form arrives. What are some things you can do right now to be ready for its arrival in terms of getting all of your financial ducks in a row? The form is eligible at studentaid, S-T-U-D-E-N-T-A-I-D dot E-D, I'm sorry, dot gov, G-O-V. And right now, families should pull together their Social Security numbers, obviously their birth dates, any financial information. One big change is that when you initiate your form um, at studentaid.gov, you will authorize the government to automatically include the IRS data that they're looking for. So there's an automatic import of that, and you don't even see those questions. Right now, families should go to studentaid.gov. And a student and a parent will apply separately for what's called their Federal Student Aid ID or their FSA ID. And that's all you can do until the form is released at studentaid.gov. And then very quickly, Deb, uh, let's go in-depth on one particular change, and that is the end of the so-called sibling discount. What did that get you under the old system, and is there any way to make up for that under the new system? There is. Um, and, and again, it depends. The, I guess the answer is it depends. So um, it, it was meant it was it was what happens is if, if you're the parent of twins or you have two students going to college and you know you will be eligible um, either for federal grants, state grants or federal loans, you should still fill out the FAFSA for each student. And then what you'll do is contact the financial aid administrator of the college or university which your student eventually decides to attend or your students are attending because they have the right to fold that consideration right back into your award. They can allocate additional money for students with, uh, for families with more than one student in college.
Deb Donnelly, independent educational consultant. Find her online, debdonnellycollegecounseling.com. Discussing the news affecting your money. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Hey, it's Stock Picker Monday, and helping us out today is Pat Morrow, President, Patrick Morrow, Investment Advisor in Oak Brook. Pat, thank you for joining us today. And we have to point out, uh, you were the first stock picker in the history of the Noon Business Hour, so uh, you're putting your spurs back on today. Welcome back to the show. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. And, to be here. and and you have uh, two selections today, uh, starting with one that uh, is, at the very least, uh, in your pocket. Uh, Verizon Communications out of New York is the uh, second largest telecom company in the in the country, uh, and it is, I think, turned around after having about two really bad years. Uh, they're almost done with this 5G technology rollout. And that is the key here because they, in their third quarter earnings report back in October, they said their free cash flow would reach over $18 billion. And it was only a little over 14 billion last year. This caught Wall Street by surprise. The stock has steadily uh, risen since uh, that report. And I think it's an extremely good sign. Uh, not bad for uh, for for one of the original baby bells uh, formed in the breakup of AT and T nearly forty years ago. Exactly, and two dollars sixty six cent dividend is uh, about seven percent, and that is exceptionally high. But we think it's uh, well covered and uh, will grow actually over the years. And uh, the ticker symbol for Verizon is VZ. And uh, your next one is a staple at the breakfast table. You know, this company was spun off from Kellogg. Everybody knows Kellogg. It was formed in 1906, and they make uh, all kinds of uh, basic food products, mostly cereals, their biggest uh, product. But now they're into uh, the company. Kellogg uh, is Pringles and uh that snack food, but they spun off the cereal division and named it WK Kellogg. And the other company, Kellanova, is actually in Chicago, but Kellogg is in Battle Creek, Michigan. So they have the famous brands, Special K, Frosted Flakes, Raisin Bran, etc. I think what you have here is a small cap company with iconic products, and I noticed uh, the insiders of the company have really loaded up on the shares in the open market. No one has sold any, and uh, seven uh, or so uh, insiders have bought the stock. I consider that uh, a good a good omen. Also, they, their first dividend is 16 cents a share quarterly, so it's yielding on an annual basis over well over 5%, and that's another good sign. So this is a low-risk stock here. And it could surprise uh, it could surprise investors with uh, serious gains percentage wise. Pat Morrow, President Patrick Morrow Investment Advisors in Oak Brook. Uh, thank you for joining us today on the Stock Picker Monday. His selections: Verizon Communications ticker symbol VZ and WK Kellogg, based in Battle Creek, Michigan. The ticker symbol KLG. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 